Welcome to the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra. I'm a writer and an advocate on going inward to gain personal growth so that we can achieve a state of mindfulness and total self-awareness. This is a space dedicated to celebrating life in all of its forms, the good, the bad, and all of those imperfect moments in between that make up the human experience. You're not in this alone, and I'm here to remind you that each episode as we dive deep into the raw and the real. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey guys, it's been a little bit. I have definitely had this podcast on my mind, um, and whenever I would come to the point where I was ready to record or schedule an interview, I would get knocked down with the flu. I don't know what it is about this time of year, but it sounds like everyone in my circle is dealing with the same thing. So today I'm sort of on the up and up. I just had a really great Reiki session, which really helped clear out a ton of the crap going on in my head and cleared up my throat a little bit so I'm not coughing with every deep breath. Um, So I thought that I would just come on and record a podcast that I have been kind of battling with, to be honest. Um, And then I finally just had this awakening of like, you know what? (laughs) It's okay if people want to judge. They don't have to listen. Um, But the point of putting it out there is that there might be some of you who maybe have gone through the same thing and we're feeling a little uneasy about sharing it. Or maybe you're looking for um, this kind of connection that I'm going to be talking about or this kind of healing. So this has to do with my dad, and to be honest, I actually wrote this um, intended to be a blog post, and then with some um, with just some thought, I I wanted to put it out in vocal form um, because I feel like writing is wonderful and beautiful, but I also feel like sometimes when we're speaking to one another. Um, things can be felt a little bit more um, fully and come off a little bit more clear. So you will see a post that's pretty identical to this on the blog to follow shortly. Um, But for now, I thought that I would just record it on the podcast. Excuse me. So this was something that happened um, about, about three and a half years ago. And for the longest time, I actually didn't even tell any of my closest family or friends Um, it just all stemmed from a place of fear. It was fear that someone's perception of my experience would take away from the reality, um, fear that I would be judged, fear that it would devalue what had happened. Um, but then I was meditating a few weeks ago. I have been practicing every day since I've never been very good at it. And I got this intense pull um, to, to write about it and to kind of leave the judgment and the fear behind. And it came to me out of nowhere. And in my mind, I saw it published on the blog and I saw it being launched on the podcast. Um, and I just knew it was my intuition telling me that I needed to get this out into the open and to not only do it for myself, but as I said, the possibility of healing someone else through the practice that I went through. So I really felt like I needed no other reason than that. So the title of this podcast might be a little catchy, but I promise it isn't meant to be. It's honestly just the truth. So before I share my story, I want to just give a brief recap on uh, my journey and what that's looked like with loss and grief. 
for any of you who may be new to this podcast. Um, If you are new, I'm so happy that you're here. I encourage you to listen to the very first episode of the podcast to give you a little bit of a background, Um, but just in case. So for those of you who don't know, my dad passed away in 2013 somewhat suddenly after a a three-and-a-half-year battle with a rare cancer that affected his sinus cavity, his brain stem, and eventually would spread into his um, spinal cavity. So we always knew that this cancer wasn't curable, but we were told throughout the duration of his roller coaster battle, we'll call it, that he would live to see old age. Um, And so I was extremely close with my dad. He was my mentor, the most amazing partner to my mother, the sweetest father a girl could ask for, just incredibly sensitive and intuitive with me, my sisters, and my mom. And he was just a huge sense of comfort and security to me throughout my entire life. Um, We had a lot of plans together. We had in-depth talks all the time about my wedding day, my future kids, where we would travel together, my businesses. So when he died unexpectedly, just before Christmas, I was shattered, to say the very least. For me, um, it's, it's starting to look very different and... Um, a lot lighter. I found a new perspective on the whole process, which I will absolutely share with you guys in podcast episodes to come. There's been a lot of a lot of inward work going on, um, intense work that I'm excited to share with you guys um, down the road. But um, with my with my grieving process. As a lot of you know, this is why the blog and um, this podcast were created because having an outlet of sorts to speak my truth and to hear from others who are going through the same thing and to channel my suffering into a greater purpose and to put my healing out front and center to keep it alive and constant was something that just kept me afloat and it continues to keep me um, inspired and motivated on a daily basis. And So uh, the blog and this podcast and this platform has saved my life in more ways than I can count. It's kind of hard to explain, actually. Um, So to get to the actual story, I started my healing process with a grief counselor. And uh, to be honest, I hadn't really thought of this approach until about two months later in March when I was um, photographing my first wedding after my dad had passed. It was a really tough one. Um, But the magical part was that it was for a couple where the bride had lost her dad as well. So the connection that day was unreal. I was able to be there for her on such an intense level and she for me. And I in no way think that that was an accident, that the scheduling lined up that way as the support we both needed and received was effortless and overflowing. Because I was in a situation and it was known by the families her mom came up to me during the reception and said that there was a therapist that had helped her daughter, the bride, make amazing strides with her loss. So she gave me her contact information and essentially was fully responsible for my reunion with my dad. Um, the first couple of appointments with Kirsten, my counselor at the time, were so incredibly hard. Like, so hard. For the most part, I was just sobbing and just working on catching my breath. I don't think it was until the third appointment that Kirsten actually got the full story of what had happened and the root of my pain. Um, Talking about it was insanely painful and it felt like I was just 
voluntarily taking a knife to my own chest with each word I spoke aloud. Um, I remember there being a point where I was literally screaming and almost like convulsing. I need my dad. I need my dad. I need my dad. And I had this huge anxiety built up in my nervous system about the reality that he would never be earthside again. And I carried that anxiety with me for so long. Um, just just like the thought patterns of that. I'd never be able to hug him, smell him, hear him, laugh in the flesh, or be on the receiving end of one of his infamous tight hugs. All of these external things that happen with the human experience. And so that's when she suggested that we try something called guided meditation, which I at the time was not familiar with, but I was desperate. Um, truly, I mean it in the very sense of the word. I would try anything if it meant that I wouldn't be feeling like I was suffocating from the pain that was happening on my insides. So she warned me that, you know, the first time could be very intense, but um, I should also be careful with um you know, setting high expectations uh, because it's not always what we assume it to be. And that's fair for any type of hypnosis or meditation. Um, You know, your your intuition is going to take you where it feels like you need to go. But um, I was pretty dedicated and committed to focusing all of my energy on this meditation practice and without hesitation started doing as I was told. And so how this all worked was I lay down on her couch and in total silence, she started speaking at a super steady, soothing pace. While I don't remember the words verbatim, I do remember my instructions within the meditation. I was to bring myself to a calming place. It could be anywhere as long as it was brought, as long as it brought peace to my insides and relaxed my mind and my body. And uh, within seconds, I was brought to a secluded beach where when I looked at the sand and out to the water and the sky, I remember everything being in a sepia tone, tans, brown, topes. And I remember that when I turned around, I saw this enormous tall rock covering the entire landscape of the beach. It was like a slate gray, but in the middle was a crack, like a separation. It was like a perfect separation. Like someone had taken a knife and cut it in half and then had the ability to push them apart from each other just enough to be able to walk through. And it was just pitch black. So the meditation continued and I have no concept of time at this point. I'm not sure how long it took me to get to this to this place, but um, I remember just my um, my intuition, I suppose it was, standing there patiently. And I don't remember feeling much of anything other than a swirl of butterflies in my stomach, like when you're anticipating something. And um, I started to eventually make something out. It was moving, coming towards me, and it was a silhouette, all black, like a black-on-black energy. I don't know how to explain that, but it was coming from that middle crack of the of the rocks. Um, but the energy, I could feel the energy full force. It was insanely comforting and familiar, and it was just all-consuming. And as that energy or the silhouette got closer, I knew with every fiber in my being, it was my dad. So he walked up to me, and while my vision didn't give him a face or anything recognizable, I remember the exact moment that I realized that I could smell him. This was all the validation that I needed to know what was happening to me was real. And even just like as I speak those words, I get 
kind of like a like a choked up feeling in my chest and those butterflies in my stomach because I still have that exact emotion of when that happened. It was like the first time that something that intense and just like out of this earth side world had ever happened to me. Um, and the importance behind this, why it was such a validation was that my dad had a cologne that he would wear when I was younger that I loved. I associated this with him for the entirety of his life. And I knew it was his way of validating that we were together in this moment. Um, I have the bottle of cologne that he had in his bathroom when he died. And this was something that he would put a little dab on my wrist when I was little, um, when I was sad about leaving him to go to school. And it was even a part of my, um, a part of my speech that I gave at his memorial service. So, um, it was like this rush of energy running through my entire body and filling up my throat and making me feel like I could finally understand that although he had left Earthside, he was still here in some capacity. I just had to look inward to get to him. So I saw and I stood with my dad that day, months after he died, and it was in that moment that I could truly start to feel myself healing just piece by piece. And I think it's really important to touch on the fact that this was three and a half years ago, and um, truly up until oh, I don't know, maybe two and a half months from today, I had been struggling really, really hard. So it's been a really long journey to finally get to a point of fully taking full comfort and knowing that um, inward is where he is and that there are healing mechanisms and hip, hypnotherapy practices that can truly transform you to your loved ones once they've passed on. And I know that this might sound woo-woo to some of you, and that's totally okay. No judgment there. I totally understand if you would have told me six years ago, five years ago, even four and a half years ago, I probably would have maybe laughed a little bit and said, like, good for you. I'm really happy for you. But inside, you know, had all my skepticism. And that is totally fair. But again, this isn't just to, sharing this podcast isn't just to, isn't just sharing to share. I really felt such a pull to share it because I know there are some of you out there who are so desperately missing someone that you've lost and you can't find your way back to them. And I know what that feels like. It feels like, it feels like the greatest pain on the planet and I, I hope that by telling you my story and by sharing the process that this opens up a window of healing for you to try. If you're interested in guided meditation or grief counseling and you're in the Chicago area, I cannot recommend Kirsten Belsner enough. If you would like her information or would like to talk about this podcast in more depth or you have your own story to share, please don't hesitate to send me an email. You can always reach us at hello at thecalmcollective.com. We always love hearing from you and I would absolutely love to be any sort of guidance to you should you need it. 
Lastly, if you haven't already, I would be so incredibly grateful if you would take just a couple of seconds to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review along with some feedback on what it is that you are taking away from this podcast and how it resonates with you. It's such an important way for this podcast to be able to grow organically and to fall into the laps of those who really need um, this kind of guidance. So I'm so grateful and I can't wait to connect here with you again soon.